welcome to The Pig and Whistle, Tales from Azeroth. As always here at The Pig and Whistle Inn in Stormwind, I go through a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. So grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. This week's episode we're going to be going over... I don't really know what to name it once again, but I'll figure it out once the... uh, Obviously the episode goes live. But it's essentially what happened to the casuals in World of Warcraft because... I. I'll, I'll explain in a second. I'll explain in a second, but it it kind of is what like the title means, but at the same time, it is a little bit of a rant about how WoW has developed over the years and what it has become. Um, obviously, it's a very good game still, and there are these are very much nitpicking at the what the players have done uh, to make the game a lot less enjoyable, in my opinion. Maybe that's the title. I don't know. But we'll start off with the weekly news as always. We have the world boss for this week, Basil. I'm going to go with Basil. I'm going to go with Basil. I know it's not B-A-S-I-L. It's B-A-Z-U-A-L. Basil. Basil. Yeah, screw it. He is the world boss in the right-hand side of Azure Spam. He is the fire proto-drake. So head on over there, get your gear if you wish. And yeah, it's a really good way to start off your Creation Catalyst quest as it is group content. So you get about 20 to 30% for this um, quest. So make sure that you pick up your Catalyst quest before you go and kill this guy. It will be very useful going forward. The... Uh, Bonus event for this week is Legion Time Walking, and with it, the Mage Tower has been brought back. Uh, essentially, you can do Time Walking Dungeons from Legion, get some unique rewards, at mounts, transmogs, pets, stuff like that, from your Time Walking badges. You just simply need to do one dungeon to get your 500 badges, and you can save them up for another Time Walking, or you can spend them all this week. But you won't see the time walking for Legion for another couple months. So make sure you get as much as you want done. The brawl for this week is Cooking Impossible. Essentially, you've got to bring ingredients to your cooking pot. It is a 15 versus 15, I believe. You can steal the horde's cooking supplies by killing the horde, obviously, and bringing the ingredients back to your pot. But it's first one to 15. And yeah, it's quite good fun. It's a very quick and... Uh, something different in terms of a brawl. The ability that we're going to be looking at the history of this week is Soothing Mist. But before that, we're going to give you the mythic affixes. We have Bolstering, Storming, Fortified and Thundering. Bolstering, when a mob dies, it will let out a roar, increasing the damage and health of the enemies that are that you are still engaged with. Make sure you kill them all at the same time or don't pull massive packs uh, if you don't have very equal AoE, I would recommend. Storming. Essentially, these are small little whirlwinds that are in, within melee of the mobs. Just sidestep them. They're not going to be too much damage, but again, they can uh, be a bit of a nuisance. Fortified. The mobs this week are a bit tankier, the non-boss enemies. So make sure that you get a little bit more AoE build. Make sure you're popping cooldowns on these to burn them down faster. And Thundering, this is the seasonal affix and uh, you get a buff on you that increases your damage. When this buff expires, it will stun and deal a lot of damage. 
Essentially, there'll be someone else in your group with the buff. You want to just uh, meet and stack onto each other when it is about to expire so that you do not uh, receive the downfall of this debuff, essentially, or the repercussions of it. So, Soothing Mist, obviously, it is uh, the first patch it was introduced was Missa Pandaria because monks were released in uh, this expansion. And that was back in 2012. And it had three changes since uh, its initial introduction in Missa Pandaria. The first one being the chance to generate one chi while channeling Soothing Mist has increased to 35%, up from 25%. Then Soothing Mist and Crackling Jade Lightning now have a 30% chance to generate chi when they deal damage, was 35%. And Tooltip updated to reflect the reduction of chi generation chance from 35% to 30%. Very simple. I didn't know that you could channel Soothing Miss as a offensive ability. That one's very intriguing. Um, did not know that at all. But essentially what monks, what all monks had was Chi back then. Um, other, monk, other monks specializations still have it. But uh, Mistweaver monks do not now. Um, so that's what the Chi is. It got one change in Warlords of Draenor. Soothing Miss Healing has been increased by 100%. Its GCD has been reduced to 0.5 seconds, but no longer heals immediately and no longer generates chi. Now requires Stance of the Wind Serpent. And what Stance of the Wind Serpent is, increases healing done by 20% and improves the functionality of Crackling Jade Lightning and Spinning Crane Kick. Very simple. It got a lot of changes in Legion. It got a total of seven all the way. These are all like at the start, actually. Holy shit, yeah, these are all at the start. These are within the first few months of uh, Legion. So the first uh, change was redesigned into a passive ability. Previous heals the target for 900 spell power over eight seconds while channeling. Surging Mist and Enveloping Mist are instant and will heal the soothe target. So it is now a passive ability. When you cast something, essentially it will apply Soothing Mist to that target. Soothing Mist should no longer fail to cast when repeatedly applied. Soothing Mist cast from the Monk's Jade Serpent statue should cancel on targets further than 60 yards from the statue. Soothing Mist is no longer interrupted by Spirit Tether. And Soothing Mist healing reduced by 10% in PvP. Uh, Super Mist version of uh, Ancient Mistweaver Arts is unaffected. Okay. Um, the first big change was Shaolane's Gift now activates Soothing Mist. Shaolane's Gift was your artifact weapon uh, spell. So kind of important. It's kind of your big burst heal. Uh, now heals for 64% of spell power per tick was 55. Casting Enveloping Mist while channeling Soothing Mist no longer consumes Thunder Focused Tea. Okay, so it's really weird that it was a passive because this was the only expansion that it was a passive, essentially. It was always something that you casted and then you use other abilities whilst casting Soothing Mist. Um, yeah, so it's just a bit weird to see that it was a passive. And I kind of remember it in Legion being a passive. I played a little bit of a Mistweaver. Not a lot, but a little bit. And to be honest, it didn't feel bad. It felt like you're just casting, but your castle weren't as impactful, it felt like. It got one last change in Battle for Azeroth. Uh, changed back into an active ability. 
previous. Infuse, Enveloping Mist, Vivify Cocoon, Shalane's Gift, also trigger Soothing Mist. After casting three spells, you continue to channel Healing Mists into the target, healing them every 0.5 seconds until you take another action. So, I believe when they brought this back in um, BFA, after that, somewhere towards the end of BFA, maybe like early Shadowlands, you were able to cast Soothing Mist and move while casting it. You were able to move while casting your Soothing Mist. Now, this what this is why I enjoyed uh, playing Mistweaver Monk, because it felt very unique. It felt very smooth, uh, in a way. And essentially, this got nerfed. They secretly nerfed it. I don't believe it's on here. But, yeah, you're not allowed to move while casting Soothing Mist anymore. And it's a massive nerf, and it's gone undocumented, I think. But essentially, it's what made monks, Mistweaver monks, really enjoyable in my point of view. But essentially, it did make them kind of good, because all you could do is channel Soothing Mist, put your dots up, and then run behind a pillar, and you're still healing them. I think that they should revert it back to where you can move while channeling Soothing Mist. I think this would really help out Monk in like PvP scenarios anyway. But when you step out of line of sight, you are not healing with your Soothing Mist. It cuts off the beam almost. You are LOS, so you should not be healing with that Soothing Mist. Now, I'm, I get that that would be really tough in terms of coding to figure that out, I would imagine. Um because it is a channeled ability, and once the ability has been channeled on someone, you would imagine that it doesn't stop until it's kicked or they cancel the spell entirely, that kind of thing. But I would imagine it's a bit of a ball lake to sort that out, but I think this is what will put monks back on the map for PvP, potentially. Um, PvE, they're already doing a load of output, which obviously it's going to do because... Monks, monks seems fun in PVE. I'm not going to lie. Fist weaving seems very fun in PVE, certainly. But they need something in PvP, and I think this is what would bring it back. So, what are we going to talk about in this episode? Essentially, I'm looking at these kind of things. I'm looking at people who complain about gear score. People who are really into hardcore raiding. Now, there there are exceptions to this, and I will go over it in more great detail. But these are sort of the subcategories. So. Um, yeah, uh, arenas or a lot of people who I like to call uh, combat record warriors, essentially. And then we'll end at something like something like um, my favorite classes at the moment. Something very simple. This is a very broad uh, episode, but it's just addressing a few things that kind of, you know, eat away at my mind and get me annoyed a little bit that kind of thing so gear score i've spoken about this very recently in a previous um episode let's take a quick break ever thought modern video games should be more interesting at the gaming blender we take randomized genres mechanics and make a new game every episode i've added permadeath we have a survival game of a hardcore simulation which could be house flipper and with the permadeath of XCOM. then that all has to be an action adventure yes oh dear yes and sometimes it doesn't quite work and you have you have a 
construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Item level in World of Warcraft is something that you can measure your character by. It is in retail and has been since Wrath of the Lich King, or ever since the very first days, essentially, but people didn't necessarily know it was there until Wrath of the Lich King. It is currently in Wrath of the Lich King Classic. Uh, It shows how geared your character is. It shows everything, basically, in terms of how good your character is. Oh, this guy is 4,400 gear score and this guy is 4,000 gear score. Who's the better, like, player? It's clearly this guy with the 4,400 gear score. Yeah, no, that's that's not the case, okay? Uh, like, that is not the case at all. In most circumstances, it isn't. So, Gear score basically just says, yeah, okay, you will be doing the maximum amount of damage if you can do your rotation perfectly, essentially. Like, that's the kind of thing. But the person who has 4,000 gear score might do their rotation perfectly and still out-damage you, that kind of thing. So your gear is helping you get an extra 500 DPS or 1k DPS, that kind of thing. But the person who's doing their rotation is doing 2k more than you anyway because they're pressing their buttons right. And the thing is, if they had the same gear as you, they'd be doing 4k more. Their damage would be doubled, whereas yours has only gone up by like 50% more. That kind of thing. So, gear score essentially is a fluid system because it turns a lot of people into these like honestly toxic behaviour like into this toxic persona there's the word so what the heroic plus recently came out in wrath of the lich king classic um actually i do want to go over something a little bit first this is mostly a deal a problem with wrath wrath of the lich king classic more so than retail a lot of uh, there's still some groups that want like higher item level players and item levels taken into account but i see it everywhere on wrath of the lich king classic from like dungeon normal heroic dungeons people want like people with high gear score it's absolutely insane so heroic dungeons was recently released and with the heroic plus dungeons i should say the gear from naxxramas 10 man was put into these dungeons so it's essentially a catch-up mechanic um kind of like some th- like things in WoW, but essentially it is a catch-up mechanic for alt characters so that you can get them into raiding because the the stages should technically go heroic and then you go into raiding like Naxxramas 10 man and then you go into Naxxramas 25 man that kind of thing you know you you slowly progress but what people have done because obviously heroic plus wasn't out for the phase previously it's very much Oh, Heroic Plus is out and there's 10-man gear in here. Well, no one in this group needs it. So let's just storm through it for the badges. But a lot of people are going in there for just the Conquest badges, but a lot of people need the gear in there. But alt, a lot of people do. And you see all of this gear that drops and no one's needing on it. No one needs it at all. Everyone's geared to shit in there. And it's like, what's the point? 
the whole purpose of the Heroic Plus is to is a stepping stone so people can go and raid. Like 25 man, like Olduar 10 man, 25 Olduar, that kind of thing. It's meant to be a stepping stone. But whenever you see a group listed in Wrath, it's always be 4K plus gear score link achievements. And like, what? Like, what? Dude, get over yourself. Anyone who's over 4k gear score does not need these items in the dungeon. They're going to waste. And the whole point of these items going into the dungeon, like, rotation, or, like, dungeon loot table, is so people can gear. Not so it can be disenchanted. It's absolutely crazy. Um, Yeah, I just have a real problem with gear score. I've had loads of people absolutely complain and just, like cry essentially oh my god this hunter was doing no damage because he had low gear score it was like he was like only 3.8k gear score doing like 1.5k dps which is very low dps by the way i will say that but like he's doing really low dps and it's like who cares did you still do the dungeon well yeah but he did really shit who cares you did the dungeon he probably got a piece of gear from it it don't matter uh, like that's the thing. I've done dungeons, heroic plus dungeons, with mages who are fresh sev- fresh seventies, fresh eighties in all greens and heirlooms. It might take a bit longer, sure. It might take five, ten minutes longer, sure. But who cares? The the mage that I did halls of stone with got a couple pieces of gear out of it, and I bet he was well chuffed. I bet he was happy. That made his day. He got two pieces of really good gear on a fresh level eighty, and like. He's two pieces closer to getting, like, really geared, essentially. Like, it doesn't matter. That's the whole purpose of the dungeon. They're meant to be difficult. They're meant to be a challenge for, like, um, classic players. Because, God forbid, you get something that is, like, tough content. Now, that might sound bad, but Nax Ramus was in classic. The very, very first classic. Nax Ramus was in vanilla classic. So you had two runs of that already, so everyone knows what Nax Ramus is all about. We have had 15 plus years to practice and to look over and to dissect these raids that we are going to be doing in Wrath of the Lich King. Everyone knows all the tactics. Everyone knows where everyone should stand exactly already before you even walk into the fight. And yet, people are still going to complain that, like, they're not geared enough for this. And like, yeah, God forbid you get content that is actually challenging for those who want to gear. That's the thing. It's meant to gear people. It's not meant for just, oh, yeah, walk in, get me your little badges and get out. No, gear people. Have some interaction. You guys, everyone in the classic community always says, oh, it's all about the community. You're literally excluding most of the community by not allowing people who are fresh, not even fresh 80s, like decently geared fresh 80s, like to join, you're actively cucking it. And this is why Random Dungeon Fighter was in the game. This is why, like, looking for group was in the game for raids, because a lot of the casuals didn't want to go into these groups where they felt like oh my god they're all judging me for my gear they're all looking at me they're all inspecting me no no one wants that they just wanted to play the game they just want to play the game get a piece of loot log off and 
you know, go. they might come home from work at 5pm, log on at 6pm, have about an hour and a half to do a dungeon. They do one or two dungeons, get a couple pieces of gear, log off for dinner or whatnot, and then go to bed. That That's what they want to do. This is why looking for group was in the game. This is why looking for raid was in the game, because any time they would apply to a group... It was like, what's your gear score? Have you got Nax 25 achievement? Have you killed all of the raid bosses in Old War yet? Oh my god, are you full, like, phase 8 geared? And it's like, what? Jesus Christ, I'm just looking to do a dungeon. Like, it's absolutely crazy. I, I could go on about gear score and how, like, the community of Wrath has turned it into you have to max out everything. And this is what WoW turned into following this in the pre or the next expansions with like gearing and stuff i mean look at shadowlands shadowlands gearing you had to upgrade pvp gear nine times to get the best sort of like gear that you could do and in order to do that you had to hit a certain rating like it was just way over the top it was way over the top it wasn't alt friendly at all and we like we as a community did that. We can easily drive the direction that this game goes. We can easily do that. I mean, look at, like, yeah, Shadowlands to Dragonflight now. Dragonflight has a much easier gearing system for PvPers. You literally just buy the honor gear, and then you can buy the conquest gear, and you're done. You don't have to upgrade it nine times. You don't have to spend 200 million honor. You don't have to do any of that. You just buy the gear, and it's max item level for PvP. Like... It's so much better. It's so more alt-friendly. But people are... We as a community made that happen in terms of, like, the way that gearing and endgame content mattered in World of Warcraft towards the other expansions going forward past Wrath of the Lich King. Uh, All because when gear score came out and people started to figure it out, it's like, oh my god, well, you're not geared enough to join our dungeon, so you've got to figure it out and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I could rant about gear score all day, but essentially what I'm trying to say is please don't be a slave to it. Like for smaller things, you can do what you want, but for smaller things, if you're doing a heroic plus and someone's 3.5k gear score, just let them in. If they ask to join, like just say, oh yeah, sure. Like actually you have an interaction with them because from what I see on WoW Classic now, a lot of people are becoming very distant and yet at the start of wild classic it was always oh but the community is what makes wild classic wild classic well you're slowly turning it into wild retail that's the truth that is the truth of what wild classic is slowly becoming and it's all down to the mentality of uh, like oh you need to have the best gear score you need to have the best achievements you need to have you know, link me your Kel'Thuzad 25 man, link me your Yog saron 25 man in Olduar, that kind of, like, all of that crap. It, 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 that needs to change. If it, you want the classic community to survive, that sort of stuff needs to change. For the smaller things, like, I can understand if you're doing, like, hardcore, um, like, Olduar, you know, hard mode, that kind of thing, then it's suddenly like, okay, you do need a little bit of gear for this, because... There are DPS checks and stuff like that. But for Heroic Plus, let people gear in it. Don't gatekeep them from gearing. It's absolutely crazy. Wow, I spent a lot more time on that than I thought. Um, (laughs) 
Okay, so hardcore raiding. This is kind of a um, classic thing as well. You obviously have 10 man, 25 man, and then for older while you start to have the hard modes uh, in both 10 and 25 man. Uh, essentially, these are modes that you can activate during the boss fight that make them a bit tougher and you get a little bit extra loot and better loot. Now, my problem with hardcore raiding is people who do it just to gear. I get why you want to just gear because oh my god that way my character can pump the most numbers okay that's fine but what happens when you're fully geared then suddenly it becomes oh blizzard needs to release more content this is stale dead game dead game what the hell isn't it that's that's literally how it goes every single time every single patch no matter if it's retail or classic that's the way it goes you hardcore gear that is what happens why is this become the norm? Why is the hard, why is raiding 25 man doing hard mode every week become the norm just to get gear? Primarily just to get gear. I understand if you're doing hardcore raiding in terms of like hard mode Alduar 25 man with a guild. Now obviously most people will be doing it with their guild, but a very friendly guild, a relaxed guild, not one that goes Okay, raid lead speaking, shut up and listen, that kind of thing. No, because you're just all there for the gear. You're not even talking during the fights. You're not having fun. You're not interacting with each other. Again, the community part, you're not doing it, that kind of thing. You're there for gear and then to log off. You're not there for the community part, which classic players are all about, right? So hardcore raiding just for gear is what I have a problem with, purely on the basis that you're there for gear and not the actual community part. And going back to my point, if you're there with a guild that you're having a laugh with during the fights and like you're pissing about a little bit, but not so much that you're wiping constantly or like you're having a bit of a joke, um, then it, by all means, I'm I'm not going to obviously have a problem with that. It is very much sit down, shut up, let's do this raid, get gear and then never talk to each other for about a week and do the same thing next week. Like are you not just a slave to your guild? Are you not just a slave to this group for just waltzing in there, getting gear for them and then pissing off? Like, it seems so dull. If you get a kick from that, fair enough, but it seems like you're a walking zombie when it comes to that. The whole point of raiding is to interact with the players that you're with, to have a laugh, to enjoy yourself. This is why, for our guild, we only do 10-man. Because we want a bit more of a friendlier guild. We want like a real family feel. Like during boss fights, we'll have a bit of a laugh as well. Even when progressing bosses, we'll have a bit of a laugh. Like people in the guild obviously know when to like listen and listen out for calls and stuff. But during the calls, it would just be, oh, what? Like, what the hell are you doing? So in Iron Council, there's a debuff that. Or there's a mob that essentially ascends in the air and follows a player. And he's got like these lightning tendrils. He looks like an octopus that's flying, essentially. And he'll deal damage to anyone near him, underneath him, etc. And he'll fixate on someone, primarily the tank. Um, But our tank is a paladin, so he bubbled. I don't know why he bubbled, but he just thought it would be funny. So he bubbled and he goes after the next highest threat, which is our warlock. 
And our warlock essentially uses rocket boots, so he's super fast, and then just runs into the middle of the group, and everyone just starts screaming, and it's like, "Whoa, what the fuck? Run away! No, go that way!" And, you know, it, it's one of it's them sort of moments that are fun. It's not like, "Oh my god, adored! Why did you do that? What the hell is this? This is stupid! You like, what are you thinking? It's absolutely ridiculous! How dare you? You're not getting any loot for that!" It's no, it's fun. It's meant to be enjoyable. Enjoy yourself in raid. Enjoy yourself in the game. Don't just mindlessly turn up, pop your consumables, not talk for two hours, and then go that doesn't seem fun enjoy yourself in it like classic and to an extent retail players who do raiding like well raiding in or hardcore raiding in retail is something completely different in my opinion um but essentially like you want to just not be there sometimes it feels like a lot of people just don't want to be there there's no interaction it's just one person talking and everyone else just pressing their buttons. Obviously, you can watch YouTube and stuff, but what's the point? You're just not interacting with anyone, so you may as well not even be in the raid. Yeah, it's some of the, it's one of them things. But the last thing I want to talk about is arenas. Now, this one's mainly um, mainly retail, but obviously there'll be a bit of um, plastic in this as well. Essentially what people do, I call them com- or combat record warriors. But at the start of a season, it is very depleted, the rating system. Like, everyone's squished. No one's hit 3k in actual threes yet, primarily due to solo shuffle coming out as well. But essentially, like, a lot of people in looking for group are looking for, like, best players ever. I'm, like, I'm 2.8k, and yet when you check them... They were 2.8k in Burning Crusade in 2007. Like, yeah, sure, you're 2.8k, but that translates to about 1,400 now uh, in this current day and age. Like, that was the last time that they got that achievement, essentially. It, it really doesn't equate. Burning Crusade, like early World of Warcraft, does not equate to current day World of Warcraft in terms of rating. You cannot... Like, if you've not gotten your rating that you're saying that you've had in the past expansion, at the very least, I think that you would primarily drop that about a couple hundred uh, rating, essentially. And there's a lot of people who are currently playing Solo Shuffle who have very inflated egos, I do have to say. So, essentially, Solo Shuffle... um, it's a lot different to actual 3v3s. They think that anything from Solo Shuffle can be brought over into 3v3s. You're not communicating with anyone in 3s or, or Solo Shuffle. You're communicating with people in 3s, though. And that's the difference. A very good, well-coordinated... A group of 3k players in a Solo Shuffle... Like, if you put them in a team, 3v3, against a team that are communicating 3k, the team that are the three from Solo Shuffle that are not communicating will do decently because they're still 3k, but they will ultimately lose 90% of the time due to them not having comms. That's the difference because 
everything revolves around cooldowns in arenas and a lot of people from solo shuffle do not realize this yet it is just zug zug do damage and a lot of people in looking for group are very much like oh but i'm 2.8k demon hunter in like solo shuffle and it's like dude you you've not even hit 2k in actual 3v3s you hold no merit here that kind of thing like you're trying to take the high ground but you're just not there you're not even there you're scrambling to get that like sort of high ground i don't know a lot of people are very much gatekeepy with like the start the season kind of thing and i think that essentially they just need to chill out i've not got much more to say on that but yeah, I'll leave the favourite class and stuff for another episode. I think I've done enough. I didn't expect the uh, gear score to go on that long. Not going to lie. But that is all for this week. Thank you all very much for listening. Be sure to check out the Patreon for ad-free content, as well as the Twitch and YouTube. The next guaranteed Twitch stream will be on Sunday at 7GMT. Uh, so be sure to check it out on that day. But once again, thank you all very much for listening. And go Valor, friend. Goodbye, all.